Football fans, this is Jeff Power, senior writer for Real Time Fantasy Sports, and welcome to another edition of the Real Time Fantasy Sports Podcast. On today's podcast, I'm going to be joined by a co-worker of mine, Logan Glasser, and we're going to give you all of our starts and sits for week 11 of the fantasy football season. Before I get to that interview with Logan, though, I did want to tell you that you can sign up for DFS games here at Real Time Fantasy Sports. Just go to rtsports.com. Click on the daily link at the top of the page and get in a DFS contest today. We do basketball and football in all different price points, different formats to play as well. So sign up for a DFS game today at Real Time Fantasy Sports. Go to rtsports.com, click on the daily link today, and get in a DFS game at Real Time Fantasy Sports. And now, here's my interview with Logan Glasser of Real Time Fantasy Sports. And I'm joined now by Logan Glasser of Real-Time Fantasy Sports. He's a co-worker of mine here at Real-Time Fantasy Sports. He's been on the podcast before. We're going to give you all of our starts and sits for week 11 of the fantasy season. Logan, thanks so much for being on with me once again. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me on. This is a big week for our users as it's week 11 for fantasy, and teams are fighting for that final playoff spot and the clinch division. Yeah, most definitely it's a big week. Do or die for a lot of teams. You can't fall too far behind at this point in the season. So some big games this week. We only have four teams on the bye, which is good after last week, which we had six. That was kind of hard for users. Still some tough decisions. So we're going to help you this week get ready for week 11 with our starts and sits. I'm going to give you our starts. Logan's going to give you the sits. So let's jump into it, Logan. All right? Yep. Sounds good. Let's go, Jeff. All right. First games, Thursday night game. Steelers five and four, Cleveland three and six. Steelers playing some surprising football right now, winning some games without Ben Roethlisberger. This is a big game for them. They need to beat their big rivals in Cleveland. Uh, for me, a, a start I like a lot this week is James Conner. I know he's coming back from his injury, his shoulder injury, but he's back. He's been a full participant in practice. I think he's going to get a lot of work. He had 145 rushing yards his last time out. He has touchdowns four straight games before his injury, and he plays a Browns team that's 27th against the rush, and they allow 135 rushing yards per game. So I think this is a good game for Connor users. He's going to have a big week in week 11. Logan, who's your sit? Yeah, I'm sitting both Baker Mayfield and Mason Rudolph this game. I agreed with you that this is going to be a run-heavy game. It's going to be a grinded-out game. The over-under is only 40.5 on this game, so it's going to be a low-scoring game. And we got uh, Baker Mayfield is going up against Minka Fitzpatrick, who leads the NFL in interceptions. So Baker is also prone to interceptions and turnovers, so I expect maybe one or two thrown tonight. But this is also a must-win game for Cleveland as they're starting to fall out of the division. They're three and six, and it's a divisional game, so they need to pick up one on Pittsburgh this week. All right, next game, Dallas Cowboys 5-4, and four, travel Detroit 3-5-1. and one. I think the big question mark in this game is Matt Stafford. Does he play or not? I think that's the big issue with from a fantasy perspective because if Stafford plays, you got to like their passing attack, but if he doesn't, it's kind of scary. Either way, I think you have to play Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay. rest of the options looking kind of shaky, though. On Dallas' side of the ball, they look great in this matchup. Detroit, not a very good defensive team, so I think you want to load up on Cowboys here. And I'll give you a little bit of a deeper option to consider in Week 11. I like Randall Cobb. He had his first 100-yard game of the season last week. He also scored a touchdown for the first time since Week 1. He has at least six receptions, two straight games. He's getting a few more looks. 
And I think he has some value as a spot starter. So if you have some te- some players on a bye this week, I would give Cobb some consideration against Detroit. He's 28th against the pass and allow 26 points per game. Logan, who are you sitting on? Yeah, in this game, I'm going to be sitting TJ Hawkinson. Hawkinson only has two touchdowns on the entire season, and his last touchdown came in week four. Also, he has not uh, received more than 56 yards in a game besides week one. And he's currently started in 42% of our RT Sports Leagues. And I think there are better options out there to start than him, such as Ebron, maybe Jack Doyle if he plays, or Greg Olson, who are all around the same starting percentage as him. All right, Jacksonville 4-5 and five at Indianapolis 5-4. and four. Jacksonville gets back. Nick Foles this week. He returns from his injuries suffered in week one. I think that's a big storyline in this game. How does he play in his first game back? Uh, not a very exciting fantasy game. Both these offenses aren't exactly high-flying. Defenses are okay. Uh, one player I do like a lot, though, is Marlon Mack. I know his numbers haven't been great this year, but he does have 80-plus total yards, three straight games. He's been consistent, plays a Jaguars team that's 13th against the pass compared to 22nd against the run. So I think Mack's going to get a big workload in this one and be a good play for fantasy teams. Logan, who do you not like in one? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of DJ Chark in this game. With Foles back in his first game, he's going to need a reestablished chemistry with him after only playing a couple of downs in that week one game. And we also have D.D. Westbrook that's back from injury, and he could take away some receptions from Chark. And Chark has only been averaging four receptions a game over the past four games, and he needs to see more volume. But that could be tricky with Foles back in his first game. All right, Buffalo Bills six and three against the suddenly red hot Miami Dolphins two and seven. Dolphins won a couple games in a row here, uh, trending up surprisingly. This game though, uh, you got to like the Bills fantasy players because Dolphins defense just isn't very good compared to the Bills defense, which is pretty good, which is scary if you're a Dolphin owner of any of those players on their team. So for me, I'm looking on the Dolphin side of the ball. I really like Devin Singletary this week. He didn't do much last week. <clears throat> But his chances weren't really off the charts. He had just eight carries for 42 yards. A little perplexing if you're a Singletary owner. He needs more work, and he deserves more work. He's a better back over Frank Gore right now. The positive, we did catch three passes in that game last week. He has at least three catches, three straight games. He's the top back in that offense. I think they'll lean on him heavily this week after not giving him enough work last week. Miami just 30th against the run, allow 146 rushing yards per game. Seventh most fantasy points to running backs. I think Singletary is going to have a huge one in week 11. Logan, who are you sitting? Yeah, in this matchup, I'm going to be sitting Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker kind of has emerged as the Dolphins' number one wide receiver, but that's trouble for him this week because the Bills ranked sixth against wide receivers, and Tredarius White, cornerback for Buffalo Bills will be shattering Parker the entire game. And White has not allowed a touchdown yet this year to any wide receiver that he's been covering. So I think he can use that streak against Parker this week. All right, Broncos 3-6, and six, Minnesota 7-3. and three. Another game that's not too exciting for me from a fantasy perspective. I don't think this will be a very high-scoring game. I'm not sure what the over-under is on points, but I don't think it should be very high. So it's not a very exciting game for me. I'm not really targeting a lot of players in this game, especially with Adam Thielen hurt as well. So that kind of hurts the value of Kirk Cousins. One player I do kind of like, despite his team's offensive woes, is Cortland Sutton. 
he does have a different quarterback throwing to him once again in Brandon Allen, but that didn't stop him his last time out. He still produced. He has at least 55 yards in all but a game this year. I think that's pretty amazing considering that offense and the erratic quarterback play. And I think he'll do well again this week against Minnesota. This is a team that struggled to stop the pass. They allow the third most fantasy points to receivers. So despite Denver not probably scoring a lot of points in this game, I still think Sutton's a solid play. Logan, who do you not like in this one? Yeah, I don't like Stephon Diggs in this game. As this is another matchup problem, as Chris Harris is going to be shadowing him as well this game, and he's only given up one touchdown this year and only once over 87 yards allowed. And Diggs has only had four receptions over his past two games with a total of 53 yards combined. And I think Thielen being gone is starting to hurt him as teams can more double down on Diggs and have that top elite cornerback covering him. Yeah, Diggs has been all over the map this year. Very frustrating fantasy player. He's kind of become the Deshaun Jackson for me uh, this year. He's kind of a player that's either all there or not there at all. So that's a frustrating fantasy player, and I like your idea to sit him this week. All right, next game, Saints 7-2 and two at Tampa Bay, 3-6. and six. Now, this game, opposite of the last one in my view, I think it's a great fantasy matchup. A lot of points to be had in this one, I I know the Saints' defense has been pretty stout this year, but they're going to be on the road against a Tampa team that's put up a lot of points. So I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of fantasy points in this game. So I like this one uh, from a fantasy perspective. One player I like a lot is Jared Cook with New Orleans. The tight end last week had a season-high 10 targets, six catches for 74 yards in his first game back from an ankle injury. That was the first time he had more than 50 yards in a game all season. So I like for him to start getting more looks in the passing game. The Bucks dead last against the pass, allowed 299 passing yards per game. I think Cook set up for another big showing in Week 11. All right, Logan, anybody you don't like in this one? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Ronald Jones in this game. The Saints allow the third fewest rushing yards per game, and they're also coming off of a surprisingly shocking loss to the Falcons last week. So I think that the Saints team is going to come up fired up, and they're going to get all over the Tampa Bay offense as this team, this offense does put up points, but they also turn the ball over a lot with Winston at quarterback. And I think the saints will get out to an early lead and that will require the bucks to throw the, the ball more and the saints can shut down the running game. All right. The, probably the stinker game of the week here, jets two and seven at Washington, one and eight, not a very exciting game to watch unless you're from Washington or New York. Uh, so I'm not really targeting many players in this game. I think maybe Jameson Crowder is a decent player with the Jets. And another guy I think could do well, I know Geis is back this week with Washington too, so I think that's a guy to consider, but kind of a scary play in his first game back. But I like Terry McLaurin uh, with Washington this week. I know he's really been down lately. He has fewer than 40 yards, three straight games. But he played three of the top defenses in football those last three games, 49ers, Vikings, and Bills. So I think that was – Many of his issues uh, with not producing much. I know erratic quarterback play with Dwayne Haskins starting. That's not a great thing. But still, I think McLaren's the guy who's going to get targeted most in this game. And the Jets have just been a disaster stopping the pass. They allow the second most fantasy points to receivers, 26th against the pass. So I think McLaren could finally rebound and get back to his ways from earlier in the season in week 11. Logan, who are you sitting? 
Yeah, I'm going to be sitting Adrian Peterson in this game. Like you said, this is not the best fantasy matchup game. As the over-under is only 38 points, which is incredibly low for an NFL game. But with Geis being back in the mix, Adrian Peterson won't be getting his full workout load as Geis as a report just came out that guys and Peterson will be splitting carries this week, but I just don't see Peterson getting the workload that he's been used to getting around 18 rushes a game. And I see that number dropping down to around 13 this game. Yeah. And since he doesn't catch the ball, uh, he has minimal value if he's splitting the work. All right. Next game, Atlanta Falcons two and seven at Carolina Panthers five and four. Probably earlier in the season, this looked like a great game to watch, uh, but Falcons really struggled this year, so not quite as exciting, even though they're coming off that big win against the Saints last week. But fantasy perspective, should be a pretty good uh, game with a lot of fantasy points to be had. One guy we consider, if you need a bi-week replacement at quarterback, I might throw Kyle Allen in there. He had his first 300-yard game of his career last week, and he did that on, on the road against a pretty pretty good Packers defense. I think he's gaining confidence every week. Uh, he's had some good games. He has three multiple touchdown games, 225-plus pa- passing yards, five of seven games. I think he can help as a spot-start play. And I know uh, Atlanta held down Drew Brees last week, but he just stalled in the red zone. He still threw for a lot of yards, and they moved that offense through the air. Atlanta's 25th against a pass, allowed the fifth-most fantasy points to quarterbacks. So I think Allen could be a sneaky play in Week 11. Who do you not like, Curtis uh, Logan? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Calvin Ridley in this matchup. Last week, he only had 28 yards off of three receptions, and he has not had more than five receptions in a game since week two against the Eagles. This game does provide a lot of value, though, because we got injuries all over the place for the Falcons with Freeman injured. We got Hooper out and Sanu gone. So there's definitely value, which a good player I would value in daily games would be Brian Hill as he should be on the cheaper side. And he had 20 carries last week, but for fantasy matchups, I see him more of a flex option than a running back too, but he could be a good player to consider off of your waiver wire this week. Yeah. Hill definitely was probably the top waiver wire ad this week. I'm sure he's going to get a lot of play, especially with teams on a buy and players injured as well. That was a good call, Logan. All right, next game, Houston Texans, 6-3 and three at Baltimore, 7-2. and two. Now, this game should be pretty exciting to watch. I think it'll be a good game. High-scoring game as well. I think it'll be very high-scoring, a lot of fantasy points to be had, very similar to that Saints-Bucks matchup. I think this will be a great one for fantasy owners to target. And a player I like a lot is Marquise Brown. He finally got going again last week, four receptions for 80 yards and a touchdown. He has 80-plus yards three games this year, so – He's kind of a boomer bust play. He can disappear some weeks, but when he booms, he can really go off in a big way, and I think he could this week against the Texans, who allow the fifth most fantasy points to receivers. I think there's a good matchup for Brown. I think we'll have another one of his big games. All right, Logan, who are you sitting? Okay, my sit for this game is going to be Will Fuller. So he's coming back from an injury this week, and – he has only had one game over 11 on this entire in the entire season, which that game was, of course, 53 points, as we all remember. But besides that one game, he just is not getting enough receptions as Watson's been targeting him deep, but he's only been receiving about one or two of those deep balls a game. And that just doesn't provide value in PPR leagues. All right. As there is no, 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 sorry, Golden, go ahead. Oh, you're good. You're good. <laughs> All right. Arizona, 3-6-1 and one at San Francisco, 8-1. and one. This was a matchup just a couple weeks ago. 49ers won 28-25 in this game. 
This time it's at San Francisco, though, and I think it's a good matchup for the 49ers. I think uh, they're set up for good things against this bad Arizona defense. And one guy I like a lot is Debo Samuel, the rookie uh, for San Francisco, the rookie receiver. Could be the number one target this week with Emmanuel Sanders banged up. He had his first 100-yard game of his career last week, targeted 11 times in that game. I think this bodes well for him this week. Again, like I said, could be the number one option in this passing game. He has at least three receptions, three straight games as well. So he's trending up, and he has 18 targets his last two games. So that's a lot of looks as well. Arizona 31st against the pass, allowed 287 passing yards per game. So I think Samuel was a big waiver wire pickup this weekend for good reason. I think he's a good play in week 11. Uh, Logan, who are you sitting in this one? Yeah, I'm going to be sitting Kyler Murray in this game. The 49ers defense has a 20 turnover so far this season, and there's only been one game where they have not allowed a turnover this year, and that was against these Arizona Cardinals. So I expect Joey Bosa and the rest of the defensive line to get after Kyler Murray in this game. It's going to be at the 49ers instead of Arizona, where Murray did perform well against the 49ers defense, but I expect them to get after him in this game and create pressure and cause more of those turnovers that they've been producing on defense. Cincinnati Bengals, the winless Bengals 0-9 at Oakland 5-4. and I think this is a matchup you want to load up on Raiders. Cincinnati's offense looked awful last week with Ryan Finley at starting quarterback for them. The only guy who looked good was Joe Mixon, so maybe that's a positive for them, but on the other side of the ball, I really like the Raiders in this matchup. Great play for fantasy owners. I really like Derek Carr to do well. He didn't have a good showing last week, but he's been very consistent much of the year. He has multiple touchdowns, five of his last seven games, 240-plus passing yards, five of those games as well, and 20-plus fantasy points, three or four games. So the production's been there for Carr. He's played well uh, despite the matchups, and this is a great matchup for him. Cincinnati allows the fourth-most fantasy points to quarterbacks. 22nd overall against the pass. I think Carr's going to have a big showing in this game. All right, Logan, who are you sitting? Yeah, in this game, I'm going to be sitting Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd only has one touchdown so far in this season, as he has zero since week five of the season. And like you said, with Ryan Finley back at, at quarterback, we don't know really what to expect from him. Last week, he only had 167 yards, and he's going against a pretty tough Oakland Raiders defense. So I expect uh, Boyd to be limited because of Ryan Finley at quarterback. All right, Patriots 8-1 and one at Philadelphia 5-4. and four. Uh, This looks like a pretty good matchup for the Patriots. Eagles defense has struggled some this year, especially against the pass. Meanwhile, the Eagles get to play a very good Patriots defense, had the bye week to get ready for them. I don't think that bodes well for that offense as well. So I'm looking on the Patriots side of the ball. I like Mohamed Sanu a lot. His best game with the Patriots his last time out. Caught 10 passes for 81 yards in the score. Like I said, they get the bye week to prepare this offense to play the Eagles, and I think that's always a great thing for a Bill Belichick team. He'll get that offense ready to go and produce some points in this matchup. Illegal Eagles allow the eighth most fantasy points to receivers, so I think Sanu's set up for another good showing. All right, Logan, who are you sitting? Yeah, I'm going to be sitting Sonny Michelle in this game. Like you said, Philadelphia kind of stacks the box on defense. They allow a lot of passing, but they kind of zone in on that run. Bell had four rushes last game against Baltimore. So what I'm kind of expecting in this game is a bunch of dump-off passes to James White out of the backfield as the Patriots try to attack them with the passing instead of the rush, which Michelle relies heavily on that rush volume instead of targets. 
All right, Chicago Bears Sunday night game four and five at Los Angeles Rams five and four. Rams offense really sputtering right now. Chicago Bears offense is a disaster. Mitchell Trubisky not been very good at all. Really, the only player to trust in that offense is Allen Robinson right now. So this isn't a very exciting fantasy game for me against the Rams getting a pretty good Bears defense as well. I know they're at home. They play better at home. One guy I do like, though, for Los Angeles is Gerald Everett. The tight end, he's emerging as a low-end number one fantasy tight end. He had a season-high eight catches his last time out. He's been targeted double-digit times, three of five games. Gets a Bears team that is a pretty good defensive team, but they've really struggled against a tight end this year. They allow the fifth-most fantasy points to tight end. So despite what looks like a tough matchup, uh, against for the Rams in this game. I think Everett's a good play and could do well once again at tight end for fantasy owners. All right, Logan, who are you sitting? Yeah, I'm going to be sitting Robert Woods in this game. Like you said, they're going up against a stingy Bears defense, and Goff had just has not been there in the past couple of weeks. The most surprising thing about last week was Cooper Cup getting zero fantasy points. He had zero receptions, zero yards, and I think Goff will try to target him more on some short passes to get the confidence up, and I kind of like him as a play, and I like fading Robert Woods because of that. All right, last game of the week, Kansas City Chiefs, six and four, kind of struggling there lately, losing a couple games they probably should have won at Los Angeles. Chargers, four and six. We'll see if the Chargers have any fans in the stands in this one. And we'll be all Chiefs fans out in L.A. Who knows? Probably not much of a home field advantage for L.A. Either way, I think it should be an exciting game from a fantasy perspective. Could be a lot of points to be had. Two good offensive teams. Chiefs you want to load up on as usual. Chargers, though, Look like a good play as well, going up against a Chiefs defense that can be leaky at times. One guy I like a lot this week is Melvin Gordon. He finally got it going on the ground last week, 22 rushes for 108 yards and a touchdown. Finally looked like the Melvin Gordon from a couple years ago, playing some good football. He has, even despite his low rushing totals the last few weeks as well, though, I know last week was great, he still has scores four straight games, and he topped 100 total yards two straight games because of his work in the passing game. So, He's starting around in the form. I think he'll keep up his hot ways this week against Kansas City. Could have his best game of the season to date. Kansas City allows the second most fantasy points to running backs, 31st overall against the run. Logan, who are you sitting? Yeah, in this game, I'm sitting Austin Eckler. So the Chiefs rank 31st in rushing yards per game. So I think the Chargers are going to be tacking on the ground, and that's going to be with Melvin Gordon. As Eckler has only had five rush attempts per game in the last six weeks. So I expect them to attack uh, the Chargers to attack the Chiefs on the ground instead of through the air. And that's going to be through primarily Melvin Gordon, as I expect them to see a higher workload in this game. That's going to be being played in Mexico, as it is our first Mexico game this year. Oh, you're right. I was uh, bemoaning the <laughs> lack of uh, Charger fans at the game. It's probably a good thing for them going to Mexico. Uh, good well, job. It could be a bunch of Chiefs fans down in Mexico because those Chargers fans don't even travel to their home stadium. <laughs> very true, very true, very true. All right, Logan, great stuff on the podcast with me this week. Really appreciate it. Getting everybody ready for week 11. Hopefully everyone has a great week and they win all their games, getting them ready for their big playoff push here late in the year. Logan, thanks so much for joining me once again. Thanks for having me on, Jeff. Good luck to all of our users this week. Hopefully they take these starts and sits into consideration, and best of luck pushing for the playoffs. And that was my interview with Logan Glasser of Real Time Fantasy Sports. I want to thank Logan for doing a great job on the podcast with me, giving you all of our starts and sits for week 11 of the fantasy football season. 
I want to wish everybody a lot of luck in all of their Week 11 games, and hopefully you come out on the winning end of things in Week 11 of the fantasy football season. This has been Jeff Power for Real Time Fantasy Sports. Have a great day, everyone.